0: Okay, woof. Hey y'all, hope you're having a great Monday. I wanted to just give a little forewarning that today we are getting deep and gritty. Um, But let me give a quick housekeeping update on how we're doing. So y'all know that we're still living separate, Christopher and I, and that's really tough. So I'm gonna just be raw here and say that it has been so hard to do the long distance thing with my husband of eight years. That's just not fun. Um, but it does make me so dang excited to all get to be together in Seattle in relatively a short period of time. I'm really looking forward to that. I will also say that I'm very excited um, that I get to go to my parents' lake house for a good long weekend ahead, and so next week um, there will be no episode, but get excited about the following week's episode because it will be with my sister-in-law, Katie, who you'll hear about in today's episode. So anyway... Hope y'all are having a great Monday and get excited for today's episode. Okay, I have just been loving how this podcast has been going, and the feedback I've been getting from y'all—it just warms my heart so much. Because I've said this before, but it's just super intimidating to do this. So I'm just really excited, and I, uh, you know, have tried to keep it really light and really easy and really fun. But you know, in order to fulfill the "Every Mom Needs a Friend" mission, I feel like sometimes it's okay to be fluffy and you could say shallow, kind of like last week. But sometimes friends go really deep, so today we're going to go really deep. Um, And as you see from the title, we're talking about miscarriage. And unfortunately, this is a camp that I fall into, and um, it's not very fun, and I wish it wasn't a part of my story, but it is. And so let's get the timeline straight. So uh, Christopher and I had just moved to New Hampshire from Texas, and Ellie was about one, I want to say. And we had talked about quickly getting pregnant soon after Ellie turned one. And honestly, we saw it as like a feather in our cap that we got pregnant really quickly with Ellie. And when I think about that couple, um, those sweet, blissful humans, Anna and Christopher newly moving to New Hampshire, honestly, I was just so prideful and I really had no excuse to not understand the value and weight and miracle that it was to conceive a baby because I already had a baby in my arms. So um but I didn't. I was just kind of like, oh, we're just one of those people that get pregnant really easily. This is great. And so when we got pregnant that summer, we told people really quick, and I don't regret that part. And one of those people I told really quickly was my sister-in-law, Katie, because I knew that they were trying at the exact same time, and I wanted to be really sensitive to her feelings as we celebrated our baby that was on the way. And so I was looking for a natural time to tell her, and I just blurted it out on the phone only to hear her screaming on the other side, praise the Lord, she was pregnant too. And it was really exciting to know that we were going to have our babies just weeks apart. And uh, that was just such a fun day. So, you know, this pregnancy, I lived life, I exercised, and I have to say, sorry, I did have the occasional sip of wine. And Christopher and I worked on transforming our current office into a new nursery, and I didn't worry, I didn't fret, I didn't question the goodness of God. But in all honesty, I really didn't have a spirit of, like, thanksgiving or gratefulness um, for this gift of life that was growing in my womb. My best friend Kaylin came and visited me, and she was pregnant at the time. And I just thought, look at us—we are just two pregnant gals on the go. It was great. I remember Kaylin leaving, and uh, you know, I had an ultrasound, and it, we talked nothing about it. It was just a normal thing. Like you know, I didn't understand ultrasound. so like I remember when I was pregnant with Ellie, my now three-year-old. I had a friend in Dallas that came over and we were just, we had a, you know, lunch together or something. And I mentioned to her that I had an ultrasound that next day for Ellie and she paused and was like, do you mind if I pray over your womb? And I thought, of course, you know, that's the kindest gesture. Honestly, until I went through my miscarriage, I did not understand the weight that she was placing on that ultrasound. She put her hands on my belly and prayed over my belly. And it was so kind, but I think I cried about it like <laughs> two years later because I just understood what she was doing. you know. And for the purposes of today's talk, I wanted to focus more on the growth that I had during this time versus just telling you all the story of when I miscarried. Um, I think I might have my mom or my husband on a future podcast to talk about the actual story um, because they lived it firsthand. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But I really want to focus kind of more on the growth today. So I would really like to tell you that coming up on two years later, I'm no longer grieving. I'm great. But what I can say is I'm at least not as angry towards God. (laughs) He just has used so many people to shepherd me through like the darkest of days, and I can truly see how he loves me despite gosh my like selfish anger but i wanted to read a verse that jesus gifted me through my sweet girl lt and it's from lamentations lamentations 322 through 23 and it says because of the lord's great love we are not consumed for his compassions never fail they are new every morning great is your faithfulness and this is the verse that i share regularly with anyone who will listen i swear this will be on my tombstone y'all I, I actually had it made into a print for our sweet Miss Emily, our sweet babysitter, and my sweet friend who just moved to Nashville for school. So hey, Em. And uh, I actually, right after I miscarried, I was walking through our yard and, you know, it's it was October. And so um, there was beautiful leaves all over the yard. I had a New England covered yard and I was picking up handfuls of beautiful, bright colored leaves and sobbing. And I was just thinking... You know, there's so many people in this freaking world who are enjoying October. And you know what I hate? October. (laughs) But, you know, God gave me those verses to remind me that he's not fickle. I would like struggle every night to fall asleep and gosh, every day to wake up. But God um, was constant and he refreshed me with his love. And I was really, really able to see more of God's character, like, really, through my weakness, as weird as that sounds. And, I mean, even as a friend reminded me that, um, like, don't put God in a box, Anna. She said we, you know, we were sitting on the couch and we were both crying about it. And she said, Jesus is sitting on this couch weeping with us. So... You know, I know this is not the way my mom would probably want me to say it, but even still, y'all, I get mind effed. <laughs> it's so confusing to be just so thankful for our Kate girl, um, but also still miss our angel babe. You know, so Kate was conceived sometime around my birthday, um, so like timeline's sake. So we miscarried in October of 2019, and I got pregnant sometime around March, April, 2020. Um, And so therefore, we found out just a couple weeks before our angel baby's due date um, that I was pregnant with Kate. And um, I had to both grieve angel baby and celebrate the new life that was growing inside of me. And I remember, you know, loving setting up the nursery for Kate, but then also just being so pained. um, I was reminded every time I looked at Kate's Sheets on her crib, that I thought Kate these these weren't meant for you, you know, and that sucks. <laughs> and I tell you this all because not that like I did it right, but actually, you know what? I've actually been really convicted about how I've handled some conversations during that period of darkness, but I have been able to find a way to praise Jesus for both Angel Babe and for baby Kate, and I guess I can think that both were given to me and I am called to hold them both with open hands. So, I mean, I don't really have any like super wise words to tie this episode with like a really giant bow, but I will say that through this period of time in my life where I was so, so freaking lonely and I was lonely from moving. I mean, it was really hard moving from Texas to New Hampshire and I was very blindsided in the fact that I just thought, oh, Texas was easy, so New Hampshire will be easy. And then if you add in a couple months later – miscarrying gosh y'all it's weird to say but I feel like in that period of time I kind of like denounced my faith and I I don't really know how to put it a better way but it, it wasn't that I stopped believing in God I just discarded all the regurgitated religion that I called my faith you know it was just basically I go to church I hear some ways to put phrases together and then I repeat those phrases to other people And so I say that saying I did it too, but so many people would put these like seemingly eloquent words together. And I mean, I've had so much retroactive guilt for times that I've shared those like common Christian catchphrases. Um, Some like that come to my head are like, Oh God has a purpose or I'll pray for you. Or, you know, just don't listen to Satan's lies or my favorite uh, that one person said was, you know, God knows all things. So he knew that baby was never going to (laughs) survive. Like y'all, y'all, what? Come on. Like we can do better here. Like, like for the God has a purpose one. Yes, he does. But like, for me, a better way to say it is I know that it's so hard because we don't know God's plan, but you know, we know that God loves us. And then like there's the i'll pray for you like gosh y'all like going to a christian college that was just about the commonest catch phrase you'd ever hear i'll pray for you that's as simple as like let's get coffee but y'all stop and pray for that person right now and if you're with them pray with them lay your hands on them instead of like texting someone i'll pray for you actually pause and pray and then text them and say, I've prayed for you and I'll continue to pray for you. And then do it again and again and again. Oh, and then for like the don't listen to Satan's lies one, actually just call out Satan's lies. Like say, you know, I know Satan is telling you right now that your body is broken or that you'll never hold a baby. And you need to know that's not true because y'all, it's not true. It's not true. God grows families in a lot of different ways. And I've gotten to see a lot of sweet redemption, not in the way that maybe these sweet women in my life pictured, but I've been able to see God redeem a lot of situations. And you know, let's let's save the best for last, right? The people that say, God intended that baby to die. Like, what? Like, no, let's just punch those people. <laughs> okay, but like before my mom literally jumps through the podcast screen, I will counterbalance all of this with saying that there was a day that It was a bad day, y'all, and I was crying on the phone to my sister-in-law, Katie, who I mentioned before, and I was telling her all the horrible things that people told me that day, and she said, Anna, this all sucks really, really bad. This is just the worst, but Anna, this is where you have the opportunity to extend grace. Oh, my gosh, and that was like the good, good type of conviction. Like It wasn't just her regurgitating. It was her listening to me and going, wow, here's an opportunity here. And I was immediately able to make this change. And so, like, I really did it. And it it always made me feel better to pause and extend grace when people would say even the weirdest of things, instead of harboring away angry thoughts towards gosh, everyone. <laughs> and let me just also say that I feel like the Lord continues to work on my heart um, and continues to reveal ways that I Definitely need to refine um, myself, my words, um, my heart. And even just like thinking about all I just said, it's just so full of um, frustration. And it's frustration because we live in a broken world. And I just feel like a lot of people recently in discussions I've had in Bible study and just in everyday life, it's I just keep thinking, gosh, we are a society that's so easily offended, and I am not trying to diminish how tough it is, obviously, to lose a child, but to be so easily offended by everything everyone else is saying, it really takes a choice in you first on how you're going to react to what everyone's going to say, so for me... Even just two years later, I can only hope that 40 years later, I'm going to be able to be a better version of Anna that just is so soft, um, where I still see such hardness in my heart towards the fact that I had to go through this and the fact that other people maybe don't understand. And I just really, at the end of the day, does not make sense to force someone to understand by being angry at them when they maybe say something that they really don't know what to say and so they're doing the best they can? um obviously short of the people that have bad intentions which most of the people in my life that helped me through this time they didn't have bad intentions it was just those one off people but i'll be the first to say that it if you were one of those people that maybe said one of those things that there is no use feeling guilty or sad or please don't reach out to me and say i'm so sorry i could have been one of those people because you probably weren't and you know i even wonder if the way that I heard those things might have even not been exactly the exact wording that the person said. I'm just, was such a shell of anger that everything was through that filter, if that makes sense. But I have to say, y'all, before I sign off today, um, I can just, like, freaking weep for all the mamas that I can picture right now. I can see all of your sweet faces who are part of this club. Um, I had a, a lot of people reach out to me, and one friend um, told me, you know, it's it's a club that you never want to be in when once you have a miscarriage, but once you're in, you realize it's got a lot of members. I can just remember sitting at dinners with parents, friends, and be in the grocery store and somehow it came up and women just crying and friends just crying and telling me things I never knew and I wasn't able to even support them through and I don't I I don't know how old you are that are listening to this but I know it feels like there was like a stigma maybe when our moms and our mom's moms were younger that they like weren't supposed to talk about this but I'm not saying I'm the first one to talk about this. I'm saying I am only standing today because women decided to talk about this with me. And so I want to just like extend a big like holy kiss <laughs> towards y'all. Um, I'm really sorry if if you've had to experience miscarriage. It is literally horrible. Um, but then also I think of my sweet, dear mama gals And you know anyone who just really aches for babies that you haven't gotten to hold, um, I can think of people so close to me that's just never been able to get pregnant. And I feel like in light of miscarrying, I feel like God has unlocked a new level of gratefulness. And so I have kind of flipped the script a little bit to be like, how lucky is it that when we are able to go to ultrasounds, that we are able to experience so much more of God's grace because we've gone through the absolute pits and I say that lightly but y'all like I know especially if you're going through it right now like we will never fully understand this side of glory why this all happened um it just really sucks and that's all I really know how to say so you're welcome for being mind f today (laughs) so sorry mom anyway I um I know that this is kind of a heavy topic to just like abruptly end on. Um, I will say that miscarriage is something that has absolutely changed my life, obviously. And so I would like to weave it through future podcasts. um, And I'd like to at some point sit and actually tell my story. And for the purposes of today, though, it's not, I feel like, worth it. Telling the nitty gritty parts of the story without telling you how God has redeemed it first, because that's the most important part. So wow, wow, wow! What a way to start your Monday. Um, hopefully, this puts you in just the best of mood. But really, y'all, um, hopefully you gain something from today. Um, and I will link specifically the verse that I spoke about today in the show notes and the blog. So be sure to check that out at Every Mom Needs a Friend. And um, let me know some feedback on the Instagram, Every Mom Needs a Friend. And once again, remember, I am not posting next Monday um, because I'm looking forward to being at the lake. So hopefully y'all enjoy your sweet Monday and we'll talk the following Monday. Bye y'all.